In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. With your permission, Lord Jesus Christ, truly present among us in the most blessed sacrament, tonight, as we, Lord, enter into this time of prayer and conversation with you, getting our week in the right way here, talking to you, and particularly looking forward to our, our Sunday Mass, and this weekend is the famous Gaudete Sunday, um, from the end of Santafon, rejoice, rejoice, be glad. The Lord is near. I say it again, rejoice. Um, we're called upon to, to rejoice in, in you, Lord. And in our gospel reading, we, we turn again to your cousin, John the Baptist, St. John the Baptist, who is preparing the way for us. And we read that the crowds asked him, well, what, are, what should we do, right? John, John's telling people to, to repent. He's preaching a, a gospel of repentance, getting them ready for your coming. And I think sometimes um, we, too, in, in preparing for you and um, in all the different things that are going on and sometimes the chaos of our life and the confusions and the busyness, sometimes we just like, well, okay, what do I do? Like, what do I, what do, I do next? I'm ready to do something. Like, just tell me what to do. Um, I was just walking with someone today. And um, I was going visiting residents in one of the local rehab facilities. And um, the person who was showing me around is like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, we have to. I'm just like, hey, just point and click, right? You just, you just point me in the right direction and say, go in there, and we're going to talk to whoever it is, right? Uh, tell me what to do. You know, when, when there's somebody who knows, who seems like they know what they're talking about, then we, um, we're likely to follow, and we can follow very docilely. So the crowd says, John, what, do, what are we supposed to do? To get ready. He said to them in reply, Well, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person that has none. And whoever has food should do likewise. And then we hear that even tax collectors came to be baptized. And they said, Teacher, what do we do? He said, Stop collecting more than what's prescribed. Right? And soldiers asked him, And what is it that we should do? And he said to them, Don't practice extortion. Right? Don't falsely accuse anyone. Be satisfied with your wages. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like rocket science, right? Like, your job's to collect taxes. Well, don't, don't charge, don't collect more than, you are, um, than you're supposed to, right? Your job's a soldier. Well, don't brutalize people. It's not rocket science. Um, but John the Baptist gives that, that good advice. They go to him and they're asking him. And tonight, Lord, in your presence, I think we can reflect a little bit upon the practice of spiritual direction, right? Getting, getting some good spiritual direction in our life, having the ability to, to ask questions, to, to get some advice. Um, the first point that we see, look, John, John is a holy guy, right? John's, John's holy. Um, he's a prophet, and he is preaching, and it's working. People are, are coming to, to know you and He's preparing the way of the Lord, right? 
in the desert. Um, a voice, one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. And so I think the first point that we can reflect upon in your presence tonight, Jesus, with regard to spiritual direction, is just that, that we, we need. We need to ask people advice sometimes, right? We, we have to have um, some form of spiritual direction. We can't, we can't just do it all by ourselves. St. Jose Maria uh, writes in The Way. There's a whole chapter in here on direction. But he says, You wouldn't think of building a good house to live in here on earth without an architect. How could you ever hope without a director to build the castle of your sanctification in order to live forever in heaven, right? How without a director? Asking someone for advice. Could, could we hope to, to build a good a good soul, a good life of holiness, um, that we need, to, we need to get advice. We need people to point out the way for us. And it could be, it could be simple things. We'll get back to that in a few minutes. But, but that we need, we need this going for advice. And who do we go to? Like, who should we go to for advice about how to grow in holiness? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I talk to other priests and things about this. It's good. It's good to ask a priest about stuff. That's great. But it doesn't have to be a priest. Um, any, the, the concept of spiritual direction is that there's somebody that gives me advice about my spiritual life, that I trust somebody, um, and the, the overarching um, thing is that they need to know the spiritual life, right? They, they, need, they should be living holiness themselves, and they need to know about the spiritual life. They, they can't be... Um, a novice, they can't be, you know, someone who, who doesn't, doesn't know this stuff, who's brand new to it all, no. So it's, it should be someone with a little bit of experience, um, but it doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to be a priest. It has to be someone who's, who's holy and knows the way of God, right? Someone who's going to point out the way to us. Um, that's, what a, that's what a good spiritual guide is all about. Uh, and that's what John the Baptist was, right? Um, that he's able to be a spiritual guide. He's holy. He's a... He's a He's a holy man. Uh, he's living. He's actually living it. And so he could give advice on that. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate this whole spiritual direction thing where it's like, oh, I have to discern someone to be my spiritual director. Right? And I'd, maybe it, it gets weird sometimes, right? When, when someone is like, will you be my spiritual director? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Does a ring come with it? You know, who knows? It, it's just like, it, it can be, or I've discerned that you should be my spiritual. Well, I've discerned maybe I ha- shouldn't be. So uh, one of us is listening to the Holy Spirit the right way. I don't know. These things type have, it gets weird sometimes. It gets very, very weird. Um, and that's not, it shouldn't be weird. Uh, the, the, the Catholic life and just growing in holiness doesn't have to be weird. Um, it could be very normal. I, I call and I ask people, different people for advice on all kinds of different things. Now, there's certain people that I meet with, you know, certain priests I meet with for spiritual direction, absolutely. It's good to have somebody consistent. But it, this, this kind of idea that, um, well, but you, will you be my spiritual director? Um, uh, with all the solemnity involved, like, that, that's not, um, I don't know. That, it doesn't need to be that, that complicated. It should be, who's someone I talk to for advice? Can I ask them for advice again after this? I remember, I mean, when that happens a little bit in friendship, when a friendship goes from just being like a one-off kind of acquaintance to like friends. I remember being with some, um, 
going over to someone's house, local Catholic family, really cool people, way cooler than I am. And I said, um, you know, I went over, hung out for a little bit, had dinner with the family, um, played some games. I don't know what, what we did. And then after, I'm like, hey, can we do this again or maybe like a little regularly, like hang out? And, and the wife of the family is like, oh, sure, Father Casey, we could be friends. <laughs> like, just, I'm thinking like, oh, can we just systematically hang out? Like, we could be friends. Sure, right? And sometimes in spiritual day, it's like, sure, you could ask me for advice. It could be, it could be quasi-regular. And I'm open to that. Um, you know, but if we go to someone who's, who's a holy person, and I'm willing to ask them for advice and be open, be, be kind of vulnerable in that, um, you know, again, as appropriate and with the right boundaries, but we, we can go to anyone, anyone who's willing to, um, who knows the spiritual life, who, who we think would be a good guide, who wouldn't be selfish about it. That's one of the things we don't want. Um, we don't want selfishness, someone who's going to you know, manipulate us or just kind of try to impose their own style. Um, I remember the priest I met with for Spiritual Direction Seminary. He was great. Um, but he would always say at the end of every year, he would say, look, spiritual direction is about you, not about me. And so if it's not working and you want to meet with someone else, you don't, even have, you don't even owe an explanation for that. Go do whatever works for you, right? If it's not working out, I ended up meeting with him for four years straight. Um, but he's like, if, if it's not working out, it's about you, it's not about me. You know, the spiritual director's feelings of self-worth shouldn't be, shouldn't be involved. Rather, if it doesn't work out, if the advice I'm given isn't working for you, or it's just uh, our schedules don't match up, that's fine. Meet with someone else, right? Important is that you're meeting and you're talking to somebody. Again, upon leaving seminary, the one advice, the one advice that the, um, the rector of the seminary gave to the, the newly ordained priests was regularly meet with someone for spiritual direction. Doesn't matter who, doesn't matter if they're really good at it, but you need to just be open with someone, right? You need to have that, that openness of opening your soul. You need to regularly kind of go to spiritual direction. And as long as you're willing to be honest about in spiritual direction, then you, um, you can't fall too far, right? You won't be um, pulling the wool over people's eyes. And so we should, we should um, be, have that openness to, to meet with someone. And, you know, it's a, again, without it getting too um, weird and if it's appropriate, right, spiritual direction I mean, you could ask some spiritual advice when you go to confession. That, that's, a, that's a great time. And that's one where there's not this, um, you know, it's all about, it's who, whoever's in the confessional. If, if there's someone that I trust, they give good confession. And when a priest gives advice when you go to confession, that, that's a little bit of spiritual direction advice, right? Well, try to work on this, try to work on that. And then afterwards, provided there's not a big line. Um, but if it's like, well, I've, I've just got a spiritual direction question. You know, I'm, I'm trying to work on praying. I'm getting really distracted. You know, keep, keep it short. It doesn't have to be a, this big extended conversation. But just get a little bit of advice. Be open about it. I'm not really praying at all. I've kind of given up praying. I don't like praying. Um, I don't really know. I'm, I'm having a tough time struggling with this vice or that vice. Maybe not to the level of sin, but I'm, I'm still struggling with it. Okay. And then ask, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Right? What do I do? Just like the, in the gospel, they're all asking, well, what do I do? And again, spiritual direction is not about these profound answers. Like, I don't remember too many deeply profound things that have ever been said to me in spiritual direction. Um, 
And I've met with some good holy priests over the years. But I don't remember too, too many deep, profound, like, wow, write that down, Father, because we're going to publish it and you're going to get canonized for saying that. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. But, like, sometimes it's very simple. It's very just straightforward stuff that we don't notice, right? Again, I, I'm a soldier. What am I supposed to do to be holy, to prepare? What am I? Don't extort. Don't bully people. Don't harass them. Don't, don't brutalize them. Don't falsely accuse people. They go to jail if you do that, right? It's kind of basic stuff. You should know this. I remember the spiritual director in Rome. And he, he, was, he gave great advice. Uh, but again, it was all just so practical and so normal. Um, but I remember I, I had my wisdom teeth out and, uh, in Rome and it was a, it was a terrible experience, but it, um, I had my wisdom teeth out and it was during the period of oral exams, right? But I had like a, a few days break in there, maybe like a week long break. And so I could, I could have four teeth, you know, surgically removed from my head, um, right in the middle of getting ready for oral exam, my first round of oral exams ever. And, um, and what happened was because of the, the, you know, gauze and all that, I was like clenching my jaw for like a week, um, just trying to keep, you know, keep it healing. It was really sore. And, um, and I'm like, oh no, like I'm, I'm talking with my teeth closed and I got to go take these oral exams. I, w- I didn't even realize, I wasn't even conscious of what I was doing. And I just saw Father Mike and I, we were just talking. He's like, so... Still talking with your mouth closed, are you? And I'm like, egads, I had no idea, right? Something totally, I'm like, oh, I could just start opening my mouth again when I talk. And it got a lot easier. And I had an exam like the next day. Um, And he he just, again, it's not rocket science. Like, hey, you know you're not opening your your teeth when you're talking right now, right? Um, You could probably try doing that again. And uh, again, it's just simple, basic stuff. Now, again, that had nothing to do with my spiritual life. But a good spiritual director just gives some basic advice. And maybe it's stuff that we've all heard before, right? Maybe a lot of times when we go to spiritual direction and ask for some advice, I know, I know the right answer maybe, but I need someone else to tell me. I, I need that encouragement um, from another person. I, I could make up the answer myself all I want, but if another person really tells me and, and affirms that, Jesus, that comes from you. And... That's really what I need to hear. It, um, I had a friend who was a barber and really talented. And, and so I, I remember asking him, like, would you cut your own hair? Like, you're a barber. You, don't, you, you must have all kinds of benefits. You don't even have to go to a barber shop. You could just cut your own hair. He said, no, only a fool cuts his own hair, right? Uh, which I, of course, tried to do during the pandemic. But um, a lot of foolish things happened then. No, only a fool cuts his own hair. You know, you know, all the, you know the style, and in theory, you know... You know the mechanics of it, but you need someone else to do it. Well, same with basic advice and spiritual direction. Just need some basic level advice. Okay. Well, you know, I know, I know the right answer a lot of times, but I need, I need someone else to tell me. I need someone to, to help guide me along the way. A good guide. Again, it's, it's not rocket science what John is telling the people. But he needs to tell them, and they need to hear it. And they're open to it, right? They, they go to ask him these things. And so that's what we need to do. We need to go and ask for advice, right? To be, if we really want to grow in the spiritual life, if we really are, are dedicated in that, 
We can only get so far if we're just making it up as we go. Um, it's like with a, with a personal trainer. I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago that started meeting with a personal trainer to, to get a little bit back in shape after some, some health issues. And so started meeting with a personal trainer. It's like, look, Father, I've been going to the gym for years, for most of my life. And I'm working muscles now I didn't even know I had. Because there's somebody else who's involved, who's encouraging, and who's kind of pointing out things that, that maybe we've just totally missed. And so we go and we ask advice. Very docilely, very open, you know, uh, willing, to, willing to be taught. It's a good thing. You know, it's not, spiritual direction is not religious obedience, right? Uh, particularly as lay men and women living in the middle of the world. You don't owe obedience to a spiritual director. Um, that's not your obedience to, to the Lord, um, your obedience to the moral law, obviously. And if there's things that, that relate to the moral law, then you ought to obey, not because you're under some kind of obedience to a spiritual director, but because that's the, the law of God, right? That we have to obey the natural law and divine law and all eternal law and all that. Um, but it's good to get advice and to, to ask. And there are ways that without even being under, you know, obedience, we could just get good advice. Pope John Paul II. Pope, Pope John Paul II would, would never pick his own spiritual reading book. He would always meet with, you know, his, the person he was meeting with for spiritual direction and get advice. What book do you think I should read? Like, imagine, here's this Pope who's clearly living a life of holiness, which now has been affirmed by the church, St. John Paul II. And he would just go and ask, like, hey, what do you think I should read for spiritual reading? Um, and I don't know, if you're directing John Paul II's soul, it's like... You tell me, why don't you write something? Because I just recommend your writings to most people. Um, no, but just with real humility to just ask. And it's nice to obey in those things, right? Again, if it works, good. If it doesn't, if it's like, well, read, why don't you read this? And you start reading it like, uh, you try it a little bit more. Don't quit right away. But then it's like, this isn't really working. Okay, well, then put it down. Read something else. Ask for a different suggestion. Right now, under OBO. My spiritual director told me I have to read uh, the three ages of the interior life, a thousand pages of deep spiritual theology, which is really good. And I can't even get through a page of it. Uh, but I need to do it under obedience. And I can't read anything else until I do. No, that's foolish, right? That's not the type of obedience we have in spiritual direction. Um, but to get good advice, I never thought about reading that one. And sometimes like, there could be a good spiritual book that... Maybe even we, we have it on the shelf or we know that it's there, but I never really thought to read it. But ask for some advice. What, what's something you think I could read for, for, spiritual, direct, for spiritual reading? Someone says, oh, well, what about that one? Oh, I've had it on the shelf. I've just been ignoring it. Okay, well, this is a good opportunity. Go ahead and read it. Maybe not because it's my own will, but because it's good advice you get in spiritual direction. Go. Ask advice. I think another point, and again, this is something that needs to be very... Um, needs to be done as appropriate, right? It's not always appropriate. Um, but that there needs to be, when if we're meeting with someone for spiritual direction, again, within the realm of propriety, um, to be very open and docile as well about our temptations, right? Our struggles. Um, Samuel Zemira writes, don't hide those suggestions of the devil from your director. When you confide them in him, your victory brings you more grace from God. Moreover, you now have a gift of counsel and the prayers of your spiritual father to help you keep right on conquering, right? 
don't don't hide those those um even our our temptations our our difficulties right our struggles don't hide them one of the best things we could do is to bring them to to you know a wise person that we trust again as appropriate in spiritual direction we shouldn't just go meet someone's like i think you're holy let me tell you all the sins that i'm tempted with no it doesn't work that way right need to be sure there's a level of confidence again that's why it's great in in the confessional if there's if there's a bit of a chance um again if appropriate you identify yourself if it's a confessional with a with a screen you could just identify who you are keep it very normal but just like you know especially if you know the priest because the priest usually doesn't recognize your voice but um just uh yeah you just identify yourself this is so and so Father, you got a second for a spiritual direction question. I've really been struggling with this or that, right? Um, I'm really worried about this. Uh, I, I think I'm falling more and more into this particular sin or this particular temptation. Um, and just say it. Just say it out loud. We can spin the wheels in our heads so often where we just worry about stuff. And what the devil does, it's the, it is the textbook tactic of the devil, is to isolate us, right? We saw with, you see that with Adam and Eve, right? You isolate them from each other so they can't support each other. And you just start breaking down trust. You start breaking down the confidence they have in God. You start breaking all that down, destroying that little at a time. And that's what the devil does to us. Isolate us, get us alone. Now we're just stuck in between our own two ears, right? That's where the problem is. And the devil just starts, you know, moving these things around again and again and again, keeping our attention focused on it, keeping us isolated. Well, as soon as we bring that to someone in spiritual direction, as soon as we, you know, shine the light on that, all the power of the devil's temptation just disappears. You know, if, I, if we're willing to be docile with that, if there's things that bother us, that we, we just bring them, bring them right to the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And so when we bring it to the light and, and somebody can, you know, pray with us and we don't keep it hidden anymore, that, that destroys the power of the devil. I mean, it happens. It happens in, um, it happens in, in the medical field, right? There's, oh, I, I got this one thing. I don't really know what's wrong with me, but I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to um, I'm going to go on WebMD, and then we're going to find out that, of course, this is a, a deadly thing that only a handful of people have, but I have it because I put my symptoms into WebMD, right? And I'm going to worry about it. Um, I hope I'm going to live long enough to go to the doctor. You go to the doctor, the doctor's like, oh, no, that's, that's a normal thing, right? Just um, here, take, take some Advil, right? Or here, take a little, take a little steroid or whatever, uh, and you'll be fine. Antibiotic if you've got an infection, Okay. And it's all fine, like that. Just go to the doctor. Go tell your doctor. Well, in the moral life, if there's something that's really bugging us, something that the devil is really using that to just isolate us and condemn us, just go to the doctor, spiritual doctor. Just be very blunt and honest about about what's going on. And, um, And then listen to the doctor's advice, who will usually say, yeah, that's, that's a normal thing that happens, right? A, don't worry about it. Be entrusted to the mercy of God. C, maybe take one or two of these, these steps. 
I think it's also very important if we want to um, if we want to get the most out of spiritual direction, if we really want to, to do it right, um, that we should be prepared, right? When we, when we go and have our, our ask for some things, we should have just a few points that we're, we're prepared with. I remember, um, again, in seminary, uh, the head spiritual director for the house, this was when I was in college seminary, kind of give a talk about spiritual direction, but he started it by saying, all right, you pretend to be the spiritual director, I'll pretend to be the directee. And this guy was probably doing like 30 seminaries at the time. And so he's like, oh, well, hey, how's everything, you know, going, the priest pretending to be the spiritual director. It's something you've probably seen all the time. He's like, good. All right, well, how's, you know, how's your prayer life? Eh, it's fine. I go, hey, is there any point in us talking? Right? No, we should be prepared. Right? And his whole point was like, that's what most people say when if, if you kind of go to some kind of spiritual director meeting and you're not prepared, it's just like, oh, it's good. It's fine. I pray. All right. I remember, um, yeah, it just, you, you just need to, um, it shouldn't be on the, on the, the person that you're meeting with to, to be like dragging stuff out of you. Rather, as responsible men and women in the middle of the world, you know, we should, we should go prepared. Particularly if we're going to meet with a priest for spiritual direction. Um, again, going to a, a wonderful quote that I love from St. Jose Maria. Uh, particularly talk, he was talking about confession, but it applies to spiritual direction. He says, look, there's so few priests nowadays, and there's so few that are willing to hear confessions regularly. Like, don't kill the priest. Just be prepared, right? Make your confession concise, concrete, um, clear, and contrite, right? You want the four C's. I think those are the four. Um, you know, you want, you want to be very clear, but be concise. Just, I did this, I did that. Um, three, four, five people could go to confession in the space of time of, of one person. It's like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. I'm fine. I'm a good person. Right? No, don't kill the priest by making them drag the stuff out of you. We all know it's there. And same, there's so few, you know, priests and other people that are, are able to meet for spiritual direction and that are willing to. And so don't, um, don't make it a torturous thing, but rather just have, I have you know, three or four very clear questions. Uh, here's certain things, and then maybe you know, the, the spiritual director, after a few of those, could, could ask a question or two themselves. And it doesn't have to be this big, drawn-out thing. Um, you know, be, be prepared. And, and that way, it... Um, yeah, things can, can progress in that way. We should be prepared for these conversations. And then, you know, in all of this, though, we should recognize that our primary spiritual director is the Holy Spirit. And that's why I think it's so important that our relationship, um, our relationship with whoever we talk to for spiritual direction, they're, they're just, they're, they're a vehicle of the Holy Spirit, right? Any good advice they give us, it's a vehicle of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is my primary spiritual director, which means that if I got some kind of a question or whatever, I could already talk to my primary spiritual director. That's the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to go talk to, you know, a vehicle as well, get some good advice. Um, But we um, talk to the Holy Spirit and, and trust that the Holy Spirit's our primary spiritual director, guiding our souls. So we should get to know the Holy Spirit. We should talk to the Holy Spirit frequently. So as Mary writes, get to know the Holy Spirit, the great unknown. He would call the Holy Spirit the great unknown because it's like the, the person, the Trinity that no one talks about, right? No one talks about the Holy Spirit. You can really, if you ask people to talk about, the, like, tell me about the Holy Spirit, they probably can't tell you all that much. Um, 
Get to know the Holy Spirit, though, who is the great unknown. The one who, he's the one who has to sanctify you. You're a temple of God, and the paraclete is in the center of your soul. Listen to him and follow his inspirations with docility. Right? We are, um, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're temples of God. And so go to the Holy Spirit. Um, and the Holy Spirit will always point us to the Son. And any good person we meet with for spiritual direction will always point us to the Son. Our gospel kind of concludes where John says, I'm baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I'm not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He'll baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Right? John is always pointing beyond himself. Any person we meet with for spiritual direction is always pointing us to you, Lord. And the Holy Spirit is always pointing us to you. It's always teaching us how to imitate you more. Your humanity is the gate by which we enter into heaven. And so, in all spiritual direction meetings and anything we do, it's just, we've got to get this advice. If we're going to be serious about our spiritual life, if we're, if we're actually going to, to take the right steps to grow in holiness, we need, we need to get good advice. We need to be open and docile. Um, otherwise, we're just playing make-believe. We should ask our mother to, to pray for us, right, and to teach us. Mary knew how to um, ask the right questions. She says to the angel Gabriel, right, how can this be? It's a good question. How is this going to happen? Right, what's the plan? She's not doubting it. But when Gabriel says everything that's, that's going to happen, um, Mary just asks a good question. How is this going to happen? Well, okay, tell me what the plan is. And she knows how to give advice. Um, at the wedding feast of Cana, she is, um, before they even know there's no wine, she just kind of starts giving advice. All right, to servants, do whatever he says, right? Um, go and talk earlier. They have no wine, right? She's there. So ask our mother to help us, right? To, to direct us, to guide us, uh, so that she can help us be docile to the Holy Spirit. She can help us uh, and lead us to ask the right people for good advice and receive that advice with docility. So ultimately, we in our humanity can imitate uh, the blessed humanity of her son.